I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week's episode of The Technion is mostly about the Apple event and all the gadgets that are coming out. We talk about the iPhone 14 and 14 Pro, the new Apple Watch Series 8 and Ultra, and we mention the new AirPods Pro 2. But before we get to all the Apple news, we talk about Patreon laying off its entire security team, apparently outsourcing everything, and now it probably should have better prepared for the announcements of both. We've got all this and more for you in episode 51 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Stuff. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Uh, Brokey McPoverty. I uh, got <laughs> a couple of devices on the way and I pretty much burned the up my order is in. Yeah, burned up so, my credit card last week. So uh, I'm uh, I'm at the pinch my pennies for the rest of the month here. Did you click the send all of it to me button? Pretty much. Yeah, that's what I figured. So mm-hmm. um, this is the first Apple event that I can say that I have watched from the very beginning all the way through the end. And I wasn't expecting it to be like 90 minutes. It was an hour and a half. But uh, that, you know, I've never liked the bands on the Apple Watch. I know we'll get to it eventually. But those bands, they, some of, I think it's on the Ultra. I kind of like them. So if I were. So when you say you don't like the bands, which ones are you talking about? Because if you if you I don't know when the last time you've been to the Apple Store website, but there's a pretty extensive library when it comes to Apple Watch bands. Now, granted, they ain't cheap. You can probably go to Amazon and get 50 million thousand El Cheapo joints for Mm -hmm. half the cost. But, you know, if you are a purist and you only use Apple branded bands, they have a nice little category so much so that they've got a Apple watch library to where you can actually go through the Apple watch case, the color, the material, different bands. And there's a, there's like hundreds of options with the band. So I would, it would behoove you to go back to the Apple store. I mean, I mean, it really doesn't matter to you because I don't think you have an Apple watch, but right. they got a nice little variety to where you could, you could, actually get the exact look you're looking for in most cases. Yeah. And we definitely, um, you know, we'll just go ahead and, you know, tell folks what's coming up in the show. That is the big story is the Apple event. Um, so we'll be getting into that a little bit later, but, um, before we dive into tech, I just want to uh, remind our listeners how you can help support the show. So folks, we are on Patreon. If you were to head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech, John, we have multiple tiers over there. Any one of those tiers helps us, you know, or helps us support the show, or helps support the show. 
And, um, you know, we appreciate, um, you know, any, you know, um, you know, anything that you do over there. And what you get as a benefit is the ability to listen to our live show and our after party, um, is one of the benefits. There's also an ad free stream over there. So we, we're doing a, you know, a bunch of different things over on Patreon. And right now, as we're recording the show, we have some of our patrons, Saray and Charles and, uh, you know, some others that will be popping in probably, you know, throughout the show that are actually listening to us and are giving us feedback as we are recording live. So if you want to, hang out with us while we record the tech john once again head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech john and become a patreon and help support the show so guys uh speaking of patreon um you know one of the stories that uh I, i wanted to dive into because there was some big news i don't know how much either of you paid attention to this last week but there was some news that came out that patreon laid off their entire security team so to make a long story short, there uh, is a uh, you know woman, Emily Metcalf, that said she and the rest of the Patreon security team are no longer with the company and she's now looking for work. She actually posted that on her LinkedIn account. Um, and then there was a DPO and privacy InfoSec lawyer whose name is Whitney Merrill, who tweeted that uh, LinkedIn post out and it went viral to the point to where. Uh, Patreon had to actually come out and respond, uh, to this. So essentially what it, what is looking like is that they're not saying that they laid everybody off, but they laid at least five people off. And it, you know, looks like they're now outsourcing all of their security, which in itself isn't a bad thing. A good thing is just a thing, but the way that they probably should have prepared for it was not the way that they did. Um, it should have never come out this way. I wanted to get your guys take on just how they actually announced this thing. And then we can kind of get into, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the nature of what it's like to have an actual, you know, service provider actually doing all of your security for you. Well, so I don't know if they could have announced it any better way than not announcing it. Well, yeah, they didn't announce it. Right. Right. And they probably were hoping it was going to stay on the low. And even but 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 even if, though, in the age of social media, in the stage of everybody has a platform, uh, everybody has a following, they could have laid off two people. And if those people had an issue, they would have took the Twitter or Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever and said, hey, this thing is happening over at Patreon. I don't know what's going on, but they fired a couple of security people. Y'all might want to look into it. And the way we are hungry for news, the way we are hungry mm-hmm. for also drama, it would have mm-hmm. picked up and ran with it. And P- Patreon still would have had to say something. So it's almost like, well, if we make this announcement that we're giving the we're firing or laying off or whatever we're doing to a nice chunk of our security team, the stories would have ran with it. Them not saying anything at all. The people involved would have ran with it because that seems like to be the popular thing to do good or bad. I'm not saying it's wrong on her for blowing up the company spot like that, but this is what happens when companies lay off or fire a nice chunk of people for whatever reason, recession, inflation, uh, budget cutting, you know, uh, trim the fat from the bottom line, people have platforms and they're going to run their mouths, good or bad. And this is just 
this is just how it is now. Of course. And yep. if uh, Patreon was, if they had somebody in their communications team that was on their job, um, they could have got ahead of this from the beginning and put out a blog post uh, talking about what their new updated security policies and procedures were going to be, you know, and slip in there real quick. Right. This means we have had to trim our internal team a bit, but it is in service of bringing you all of this new stuff we about to about to do with this with this outsourced company right. that we that we know we getting with. So and they should have they should have been in private, front of that. And like your security, right? And just rest assured, your security mm-hmm. and privacy yes. is not going to be jeopardized. Will not change and, exactly. You know, your blah, data blah, blah, blah. is safe. Right. All right. that good stuff. They should have yeah. got in front of this yeah. like well before she that had a chance is, to make a that tweet. Is, that is precisely where I sit with this. Patreon needed to do the preemptive strike. You know that you're doing this. You know that you are probably going to. Now, I'm I don't know. Patreon didn't call me up and tell me what they're doing, but it looks like they're going to a managed service uh, provider to actually provide their internal security. Some folks are going to have thoughts on that, whether it's a good thing, a bad thing or indifferent to it. Uh, you know, that's a different conversation. But knowing that you are a fairly well-known organization that people, you know, like people who are in the social media have heard of Patreon. They use it. It's a, you know, it's a very recognizable name. I think they needed to get in front of this. It's like, how could you allow the, you know, you know, the marketing, because now there are questions. There are people like us who use Patreon. It's like, Hey, what's going on over there? You could have avoided all of that. That little bit of doubt that she was able to cast with this one tweet is going to really, really do some damage to, you know, their image and their ability to keep their user data safe. And it, it just, y'all, y'all they, got a bigger headache than, than it you, know, you needed to have by yeah, not. You were going to have a headache, um, period, mm-hmm. but you're better off saying, all right, mm-hmm. we but still you ain't got y'all. Give, you ain't need to give yourself a migraine. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, I'm, I'm looking at this and this, uh, you know, I was actually on daily tech news show last week, right after this came out. And, uh, you know, and we talked about it. And like, so one of the big things is that, you know, that, that we talked about on DTNS last week was that, you know, managed service providers are a thing. Um, m- many people who work in IT work for a company other than the company they're doing the work for. Um, mm-hmm. that's just the way business is done. And, you know, like I said, people have thoughts on, well, you know, everybody should be internal. Everybody should be external. You know, that, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, but it is a way of how business is being done. So if I were Patreon, if, you know, if, if I were working there, if they would ask Rob what he thought on this, I would have said something like, well, number one, you need to come up, you know, you know, once you decide to make these layoffs, you already need to have your marketing out. So that as soon as you have the people in the room or on the zoom call or however they're doing that, as soon as that's happening, you're pushing stuff out to PR wire telling, you know, telling earth how you're going to run. Uh, you know, uh, you know, this new environment, um, right. you know, you're but, telling them who your, you know, your service provider is, you're telling them how everything is going to be okay. So you're assuring people like us that everything is going to be okay as compared to just letting it come out sideways like it did. But to not to be fair, but I could, I could see how Patreon, I don't know how many employees they have. I don't know how many, you know, what their bottom line is, but they're like, it was just five people. You know, in the grand scheme of all the employees that Patreon has, five people, I don't know if it 
in general, I don't know, you know, any other company, they fire, lay off, get rid of five people. Maybe they was like, really? We got to do all this? I think the Four issue, though, people? was that it, it was such a significant part of the security team. So their security team mm-hmm. may have only been seven people. You know what I mean? And, and so the way they would have had to think about the the fact that if we have a, a eight a seven or eight person security team and we let five of them go this that's is going 80, to look like we don't yeah. have any security right and she showed and, people and, like, and that's how she made it sound and she framed it like that because exactly. exactly she had a, she probably felt the kind of way you know petty exactly. me would have did the same job. thing yeah, you, know. you know what <laughs> I, i'm looking at you know the linkedin post and it's like hey you know I got laid off along with the rest of the security team. I'm looking for a job, you know, hit me up. I really don't see any sentiment in, you know, in that. She was not said those words. Nah, she was the, come on. But the person that retweeted it had context around it to make it seem like Patreon was now in jeopardy. And, and, you know, so So when you get that. That's where the shade came from. Yeah. That's where Patreon, they had to be out in front of this so that that wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Exactly. Because you never know, you know what I mean? Because the girl that, the, the employee, maybe just felt like you like to your point Terrence. like i need another job like who out there hiring but and now she, somebody she else might be trying to be first with a <laughs> if, bigger if, platform right she want to be the first one to be like yo 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 but the person me right with quick. the bigger platform who retweeted her and and wanted you know probably wanted some attention and some engagement um put that retweet out and now everybody's you know scrambling like the sky is falling when it's really not Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm looking at other tweets and stuff like that. Cause there's, there's, like I said, this thing went very viral very, very quickly. Well, how come we haven't heard from the other four folks? And one of the things that happens oftentimes when you have a managed service provider, um, come in and take over a facet of your internal operations, they often keep, you know, um, some of the staff. Because you don't want all of that knowledge, you know, all of that internal knowledge of how things used to work, just walking out the door. So a lot of times, some of those folks actually. Uh, well, now remain- I'm looking at her 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 LinkedIn post now, and she does make it seem like the sky is falling. She says, "So mm-hmm. for better or for worse, mm-hmm. I and the rest of the mm-hmm. Patreon security mm-hmm. team are no longer with the company." Yeah, she, yeah, she made it seem like their whole she team was, was gone. She was and throwing so, shade. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was shady. That was shady. Yeah. Um, and and it may be the case that they only had a five person security team. All the more reason Patreon should have been in front of this if they knew they were getting rid of their entire mm-hmm. security team, whether it was five people or five hundred people. You know, this was not an insignificant thing if, in fact, it was the entire team. Yeah, she's not. You know. She's not concerned about burning the bridge here. Uh, yeah, because yeah, because that's what she did. That's yeah, exactly what she knew exactly what she was that. doing. She knew right, exactly so. what she was doing. But like I said, I, I just I thought it was interesting because I started hearing it. It's like, you know, people are texting me and um, I mean, you know, folks that I don't even talk to regulars. Like, hey, I know you're on Patreon. You might want to go take a look at this. It mm. made major headlines Four or five folks, which is which is really interesting. And it just kind of shows you just how powerful social media is. The fact that you could have one person say one thing and it goes viral. And now you have executives at the company scrambling to get messaging and stuff like that out. I thought that was pretty good or, or, you know, pretty cool. 
So, guys, one story uh, before we get to the Apple stuff that I wanted to put out here. Um, I thought this was kind of interesting. We were going to, you know, if we would have did a show last week, we'd talk about this because I think it came out last Monday morning. But TikTok has partnered with a company or I should say an organization called Cyversity. It's a nonprofit organization that provides women and underrepresented minorities with scholarship opportunities, workforce development and mentor programs. Um, so essentially what they're doing is they're working with uh, the National Cybersecurity Alliance, um, who actually has a program in HBCUs and are giving scholarship money out and training out and doing programs at HBCUs specifically around the area of cybersecurity. Uh, there is a stat from cyber cyberversity that came out uh, late last year that there are 3.5 million open jobs um, in this space. Now, I don't imagine that those 3.5 million have been filled in the last year, probably quite the opposite. Um, but we, we, Talk about the, you know, the social media companies all the time when they're as bad and, you know, as we will continue to do. Um, so the fact that they are putting some money into this, you know, I just, you know, I just want to mention it. I'm not, you know, going to dance a jig or anything like that because it's still TikTok, but they are putting some money there. Um, to get folks into, you know, positions because there, there's, there's so much opportunity in, in, in cybersecurity and just IT in general. Um, if you just get the right training for it. So I wanted to throw that out and just, you I know, appreciate you guys- what TikTok is trying to do as far as just getting the word out, but the initiative itself with the, um, National Cybersecurity Alliance, um, the, the actual initiative that they're promoting is the, uh, wait a minute. Let me make sure I read this correctly. Because TikTok is doing something, but then the the National Security Alliance is also doing something with the historically black colleges and universities career program. Yeah, what looked like to me is that TikTok is kind of funding the initiatives that Cyversity is running through the uh, you know you know through the National through the National Cybersecurity Alliance. Okay, so it's like you know that you know here's the money here's the organization we're giving the money to you organization you figure out how to actually get this into the you know into the hands of the people that you need to get you know get it into the hands of so those programs literally started in the last couple of weeks you know it's the you know the fall quarter just started uh you know the you know these scholarships are available at hbcus as of i want to say as of the fifth so that's last you know last monday is when these things went into effect all right. Good for them. Yeah. Good Anything's for them. better than nothing. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. We we'll, we'll have to wait until we see the fruits of the labor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that that's always a thing. But like I said, I know we kind of like because I looked at the uh, the the actual HBCU program that the National Cybersecurity Alliance has themselves, and it's like four HBCUs, and I'm just like, um, aren't there like a hundred and fourteen of them or something like that? I, just, like, I don't know. I mean, every every little bit helps. I'm I'm gonna I'm keep a I'm gonna keep a positive outlook on this one mm-hmm. and just say every little bit helps. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, so let's get to our uh, our main story. And we, we only had a couple because we want to spend some time on this. But there was an Apple announcement, uh, an Apple event. As I said earlier, I watched the whole 90 minutes. And there's a bunch of stuff that came out. So, Terrence, why don't you start us right at the top? And, well, let me uh, ask you first. Uh, let me ask you first. What what was about this event that made you want to tune in as opposed to previous events? People keep asking me questions about what phone they should get. Um, and I think I would be doing a disservice to them if I said Android, 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 Android without actually asking any questions or being aware of what other things exist. I wouldn't be a good, uh, I have a hard time calling myself a journalist, so I'm not going to say that, but I'd be, I wouldn't be a good host of a tech show if I only, you know, if I was only a stand for just, you know, my joint. So this was the first time I really said, I want to sit down. I want to look at and understand just about everything that is coming out and give you my honest opinions on them so that when people ask me, I can say, Oh, you, you probably should look at an iPhone or, you, you know, you know, because of this or because you have an iPhone, you should get these, uh, you know, these, uh, these AirPods because everything's just going to work and, and, and want to be able to just have those conversations more effective to the point to where your boy ordered one. Oh, I'm saying okay. that quietly though. Can't, can't, can't tell the internet. So. All right. All right. Quiet. All right. What did you uh, do? Cause I totally didn't hear you. <laughs> I, that was the point. Uh, I got, <laughs> I, I got a 14 pro max. Oh, okay. Um, hey. <laughs> uh, be so, my daily driver, probably not, but I'll at least be able to use the joint and tell folks how it works. All right. All right. Well, I guess we can get into it then. Um, for those who don't know, Apple had a, an event last Wednesday where they announced some new hardware. Uh, they announced four new phones. These are the, um, not predecessor, but what comes after predecessor? What's the other word? The, the successor. Successor. Yes. To the iPhone 13 lineup. Uh, they have a iPhone 14, which is I'm going to call iPhone 14 regular. And then they have an iPhone 14 plus, which is the, Similar features as the iPhone 14 regular, but in a larger display, 6.7 inch. So you have a regular iPhone and then you have an iPhone 14 plus new cameras. Um, they've got better focus mode. They've got better sensors, a little bit better battery life. Um, Apple claims, quote unquote, all day battery life in air quotes, but it ain't really all day. I would guess you would call it a work day, you know, nine to five type thing. But the battery is better. As compared to the iPhone 13, uh, what makes these devices better would be the crash detection, which is a new feature to where your phone has additional sensors, gyroscope, accelerometer that can detect when you've been in a car crash. And it'll do one of two things. It'll have a countdown and says, OK, basically, if you don't respond, that it was either a false alarm. You wouldn't really wasn't in a crash or two. I need some help. If you don't automatically um, give a response, 
once it gets the countdown down to, I think it's 10 seconds or something like that, when the countdown is to zero, it automatically notify your uh, contacts, your emergency contacts and your medical medical ID. And it'll um, alert uh authorities to your uh, presence. So that's a benefit. In addition to that, they have a emergency SOS feature via satellite. And basically what this does, if you one of those people that like to go out hiking and you may run risk without telling nobody without, without having no other, I I got this. I know what I'm doing. One of them people and then get lost and you don't have those emergency um, things in place. Uh, new iPhones have a emergency SOS via satellite. And basically what it does is you can um, fire off this feature and the feature will actually help you locate a satellite in your vicinity by literally having like the um, for the those range, who got an iPhone. It was like a, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. range detector where you can kind of move around. Exactly. Where the satellite and, is positioned. And then once you find that position, the messaging system will actually um fire off your location. You you it'll ask you a couple of questions like are you okay? Are you injured? You know, a couple of questions. And based on how you answer those questions and based on your location, uh, again, it'll it'll send off, it'll reach out to uh, dispatch all via text message. There's no phone calls, it's just text messages to where they will send this information off to dispatch. They will also again they will send out uh, information to your emergency contacts. Um, so basically a lot of these features are to better off help people, you know, Apple can be that assistant for lack of a better term when it comes to, you know, um, health and life type services. Um, a couple of colors. Um, I think they, That's one of the, one. yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. always my favorite color as a child. So right. I'm, I'm honoring my inner child with the purple phone. <laughs> Right. Another feature for the 14s. All these features that I just mentioned are on the entire line of uh, iPhones. Like I mentioned, there are four of them. Right now, we're talking about the iPhone and iPhone plus, the iPhone 14 and the iPhone 14 plus. Another feature that's across the whole line is there's no SIM card, no physical SIM card. Mm-hmm. There's no SIM tray. The Apple has worked with all the carriers to make sure everything is compatible to where you're using an eSIM. And as a matter of fact, you get multiple eSIMs. So say, for instance, you want a personal phone number with a, a, a certain, you know, whatever the plan is, and then you've got a business or you got work or whatever case you can have those two lines on one phone. And then you can actually designate, you know, if you've got a contact, is it a personal contact or a business contact, so on and so forth. Um, or for example, if you, if you travel, so you've got a SIM, uh, a, a line and a phone number for, you know, regular call- calls. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to travel a lot, you can go to another country. You can sign up for their permanent or temporary service and you can do all that without an actual physical SIM that you have to actually physically go to a store and actually purchase and actually insert in your device. I so, actually thought that I would have a problem with not having a physical SIM until I really thought thought about it. I was like, when is the last time I physically popped a SIM card out and popped another one in? I used to travel uh, overseas regularly uh, for work. So it was not a thing. I would, you know, pop my SIM card out, get one over there, pop it in just because data was so expensive um, on American plans when you were in the UK or in, uh, you know, uh, Europe or what, you know, what have you. 
Um, but when I went back and thought about the last time I did that, you know, going back like six, seven, eight years ago. So it's like, well, if I'm not doing it, what am I really missing from that? So um, I know some people are like poo-pooing not having the SIM card, you know, tray any longer. But it's like, do you really need them anymore? And in addition to that, according to Apple, I don't work for Apple, so I don't know <laughs> what kind of conversations that they had. But they assured us that they've worked with all the carriers, all the major carriers anyway, to make sure that it's just as simple as, you know, reaching out to customer support or whatever carrier web, uh, rep. You know, ask a couple questions, you know, you can actually set that plan up lickety split. So it may be a little bit easier versus having to get in your car, go to the go to the wireless carrier, you know, take some time out of your day to actually get a physical SIM card or have one or have to wait until one is mailed to you. Right. So the uh, couple other features with the 14 and 14 plus, like I mentioned, cameras and I'll just read this line from uh, from Apple iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 plus introduce a new standard for photo and video capture with a new 12 megapixel main camera featuring larger sensors, larger pixels, a new front true death camera, the ultra wide camera to capture more of a scene and photonic engine for a giant leap in the low light performance. So um, I'm not a big spec person. So take that as the cameras are a little bit better. <laughs> All right. And then the other two phones are the I- I- iPhone 14 Pro and the iPhone 14 Pro Max. The difference between the regular 14s and the Pro and the Pro Max is these have even better cameras, a 48 megapixel iPhone camera, in addition to the crash detection, emergency SOS, and uh, the features that I mentioned before. Uh, they have that purple color that uh, Stephanie mentioned that, you know, a lot of people like, but, you know, we'll see what the what the jury is on out. But the main I think the main feature that everybody talked about or was the most interesting uh, for the 14 Pro and 14 Pro Max that everybody yeah, the notch, right? So on the iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Plus, the notch is still there. On the 14 Pro and the 14 Pro Max, Max, they have something called a dynamic island. And basically what it is, is it, the iPhone 14 Pro and the Pro Max have a pill shaped design where your camera sits and all of the sensors, like the front facing camera, the face ID, and the proximity sensors. Those are all in that little pill. I don't know for the, <laughs> I look stupid <laughs> on camera, but <laughs> for the people, for people listening, it looks like a little pill, a pill cut out where all those sensors would be. But the cool thing about this dynamic island is if you get a notification like a phone call or a text message, or if you are listening to music or, um, Whatever the case, watch, uh, listen to the news, uh, watching the weather. If you swipe up on that uh, particular app, it'll minimize the functionality of that app into this dynamic island to where you can actually see like the out current album that's playing. You can actually see like if you um, um, uh, use Uber or Lyft and you do a Uber and a Lyft and then you want to swipe up and do something else while you're waiting on your Uber and your Lyft, it'll minimize those notifications, that distance, the time it's going to take the Uber and Lyft to get to you. It'll minimize that all into that actual tray. And if you press and hold on that information in the tray, it'll maximize that uh, notification to where you can get more information. And the way they've done it is to like, you can't even tell 
that the pill cutout is there. So that was like the, you know, Very cool. I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah. I saw your comment though, about people not liking the touch bar um, as well. And I don't have a Mac. I've never, I, you know, I've never used a Mac like that. Um, so what was the, what was your beef there? Cause I think dynamic Island is very cool. I'm happy to see the notch go away. And, and, mm-hmm. and as soon as we can get all this stuff under the screen all together and, and, and just have screen um, the better, I think this is, get, is getting us a little bit closer to, to that. Uh, right. But what was the, what was your, your disconnect, your beef between people who were applauding, dynamic island but didn't like the, the the touch bar okay so for whatever reason i love the touch bar for those who are not familiar don't have a mac when the i want to say 2018 2019 when those new macbooks the macbook pro specifically came out they had what they called a touch bar at the very top that took the place of the function keys but it was interactive and touch. It was uh, touch sensitive to where if you wanted to play pause music, it will, you can actually touch this little touch bar. It wasn't a physical button. It was actually a touch touch bar for lack of a better term. And you could play and pause music. Like for instance, what I like to use it for on a MacBook was to, when I did video editing, I could take my finger and kind of scrub through and kind of like, swipe my finger across this touch bar and I could scrub through the exact point to where I wanted to make a video edit. People hated it for whatever reason. Ah, it's unfunctional. We don't like it. I want my physical buttons back and whatever the case may be. Apple said, all right, fine. Got rid of it for the new touch for the, for the, put their function keys back. Well, the dynamic Island to me on these new 14 pro and the 14 pro max is very reminiscent of this touch bar to maybe where they were just like, we're bringing it back. We're going to put, we're going to get it mm-hmm. in there to y'all some kind of way. Um, like I said, I've never, you know, I didn't use that. I was familiar mm-hmm. with, with that feature when it got added to MacBooks and, and the backlash that came with it. Um, but so I don't have a, a feel for how similar they might be, but it's not I, I think exactly is really cool. I just think it's a cool feature and I, and just, I'm all for anything that gets that notch as small as possible. Right. Now, eventually, maybe Apple will get rid of the um, uh, the notch or the dynamic island altogether when everything they figure Apple figures out the technology for themselves mm-hmm. that makes it easier for them to put those sensors and those cameras behind the actual screen but still are functional to where they can still take the picture if you're using a selfie cam quote unquote um, it can do the sensors especially for the face ID right right now I mean I suppose Apple and maybe some of the other um, manufacturers Android um, they all have that cutout because right now the technology isn't solid enough to where they act they can actually put the cats successfully put the cameras and the sensors behind the screen to where you right. just have a black face. Right. But um I, when people were running rumors about what the new 14s were going to look like, everybody assumed what everybody meaning the tech journalist assumed that the um Apple was going to adopt that pill cut out and that just be a permanent fixture. But what they did was Apple's like, all right, well, we're going to keep the notch because the notch kind of what separates an iPhone visibly from any other smartphone on the market, because all the other carriers like Android, um, other hardware manufacturers use like a little cutout just for the camera or use a pill for the other sensors. So Apple was like, all right, 
well, we're finally going to do the pinhole thing like everybody else, but we're going to Appleize it for lack of a better term mm-hmm. and give you this dynamic island where it's like, well, Apple's doing the same thing, but it's Apple. So they got to do this dynamic island. Well, I which appreciate the name is- that. It's like, right. I appreciate the fact that they, they wait until it works for them. I mean, I right. think that's most people who are who are diehard Android users and, and Rob, you can speak to this, you know, always talk about the fact that we've had that for years. We've had that for years. We've had. But I challenge the idea that when Apple does something, they tend to do it a little bit better. I'm just saying or oh, or they do I, it in a way that that makes it their unique own and, and special and to right. Apple and Apple users. And and I personally don't mind waiting because because I want that experience as opposed mm. to however some other operating system might implement that functionality. So I ain't right. mad at Apple. Take your time. Do it the do am, it. Wait until you get it the way you want it. I am all but certain that uh Android OEMs are already working on um, okay, we can't call it Dynamic Island. What can we call it? We, we can call it Awesome Peel. Maybe we we can. They will be doing something that they're gonna bite right from Apple. So, and and I can say that I am not one of those ones. Uh, not anymore. I used to be this way with BlackBerry, but not anymore with everything else. To where, oh, we did this first, and now you're just copying it. I think that's mm-hmm. good. If you know, if 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 you invent windshield wipers and, you know, um, company A and company B says, well, we don't want to copy, so we're not going to do that. So you just can't drive when it's raining. Well, that becomes a problem. Right. So I don't have a problem. You can't, you know, bite something that somebody copyrighted. You know, I'm not saying that, but it's like as far as functionality, these are all rectangular pieces of glass and metal that do wondrous things. So the fact that you're going to see, uh, you know, Apple with the dynamic island, and I will say this, I haven't actually physically seen, um, a pro yet. But the anti-alias game, at least from the renders, looks awesome because I can't tell where the pill is. And where the actual black screen is, it's, it's that right. matched up that closely. Yep. That's pretty impressive. And that's probably an Apple thing because I know that if you have some other janky, you know, I want to call it, if you have some other Android manufacturer, maybe a lower end uh, manufacturer, you're going to see, you know, something that's kind of black. And then when the pixels around it, they're kind of black as well, but they don't necessarily match up. So you can still see the notch there. I wasn't able to see the notch when the dynamic island would actually open up. I'm saying notch. I should say the pill when it, you know, when it opens up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, you're going to have some other folks who are going to bite, you know, what Apple's doing. And then Apple's going to bite some stuff that Android's doing. And that's that's what they're going to do, you know, um, probably through perpetuity. It's just that's just how the things are going to go going forward. Well, and competition is always good for the consumer. Right. So, you know, these companies biting off of each other just means better technology, so on and so forth. So real quick, I just wanted to do the um, prices. Right. So iPhone 14 and the iPhone 14 uh, plus the regular iPhone 14 regular is uh, starts at seven ninety nine, which is the same price as the iPhone 13 when they announced it. And um, so you can order it now. They'll be available if you want to go in stores or for shipping available on September 16th. The iPhone 14 plus if you want the iPhone regular, but with the bigger screen uh, that's available October 7th. So you will have to wait for the iPhone 14 plus. For the iPhone 14 Pro, oh, let me say the iPhone 14 Plus is $899, so it's $100 more expensive um, than the iPhone 14. iPhone 14 Plus is uh, 899 
and um, it's available. No, I'm sorry. Let me say it again. The iPhone 14 Pro, um, the little difference in the storage. So the iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Plus only have 128, 256 and 512 gigabytes of storage. The iPhone 14 Pro and the Pro Plus add a terabyte. So you can get a terabyte of storage on your um, iPhone 14 Pro and Pro. And, and we should Pro. also say that they now come with six gigs of RAM um, standard as well, which I think was was an upgrade for this, right. this phone. And very rarely does Apple announce how, how much RAM, but you know maybe they want people to know because the spec game is up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the iPhone 14 Pro starts at um, $999. And then the iPhone 14 Pro Max, which is the bigger one, starts at $1099. So... Um, just want to give you those prices right there. So, and then the only, the other things that Apple announced was they had some Apple watches. Well, we so, have to talk about the, and I, I just got to jump in there as the woman on the, on the panel. Um, I got, I got to jump in here and, and talk about the series eight and just the implications of the body. Yeah. I was going to, yeah, I was going to get there. Right. They uh-huh. I definitely want to get they, your they opinion really on that. Hyped that up and made that uh, a real, big part of what was new in the series eight um mm-hmm. but but the way this country is set up and and the way roe v wade ain't set up no more uh i don't know that that's the flex apple thinks it is even though they have issued multiple statements um unless they can back us, it up yeah ensuring us mm-hmm. that the privacy will, will will remain as as tight and security world but all i could see and all i could think about when I heard about this, because again, they were, you know, the, the Apple watch series eight can now measure body temperature Mm -hmm. and they were the two examples they gave for why that could be important was sleep tracking and fertility tracking. And, and really, like I said, just made a whole big deal about that whole fertility tracking thing. And I'm like, "Eh, do we want to let the government know that there are even more ways that we're we're tracking our our menstrual cycles and things like that because now when there is an anomaly or or something gets recorded that is a little bit off did she get an abortion when when that spike went up in her body temperature or or didn't go up on the in the time of the month it was supposed to go up uh it should have changed and it didn't change and so it's just like the idea that i would allow that watch to track any to store my Mm -hmm. and track and store any of my you know health information period but but definitely that type of health information i i I wouldn't even trust apple to keep that information safe for me so here's a couple the way our government is going you just can't you just can't so here's a couple things that we all know that maybe regular people don't know Apple didn't just decide four or five weeks ago to put that stuff in there. Absolutely. Not, not only had Roe fail yet, we probably didn't even know about the, well, not probably. There's no probably the, the leak. What, you know, they had this stuff locked in feature set even before the leak of Roe falling, mm-hmm. um, you know, came about. So this is stuff they have been working on for a while. One of the things I noticed as I sat there and watched and it probably happened three or four times because by the time I realized it, I counted two more times that it happened. They mentioned that we do not have access to your unencrypted data. They kept saying that they were hammering that point in. So, you know, I believe that they said it at least four mm-hmm. times. Uh, it was definitely three because after I heard it a couple of times, I said, let me, let me see how many more times they're going to say this Take a drink. because it is so important. <laughs> they wanted to make sure that, uh, people know that your data is on your, you know, on your device. We don't have any access to it unencrypted. You know, it's encrypted. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they even I, talk I, about I, the type I, of encryption. I get it. Oh, no, no. However, I'm, I'm not- 
as to to the to the point we talked about, you know, uh, Patreon should have got in front of that that layoff thing. This was a little bit tone deaf for Apple, and this, like, yes, the the technology may have been there before Roe fell, but now we're in a post Roe world. So, like, like I don't even know. Like, I I, I don't know. I feel like you could have done something else. That shouldn't have even been mentioned necessarily in in the in the conversation about the body temperature tracking at all. Because now, like I said, now you just think about it, though. This is just here. They don't. Apple doesn't sell most of its phones here. It sells most of its phones everywhere else where this isn't the issue that it is here. So I can see them in their marketing meetings. Do we not tell Earth this? Or do we just let them find out that it's in there and not talk about it? Or do we say it and do we just say we don't have access to your data and we just know that there's going to be people who no matter what we say, they are never going to turn these features on. And you have the option of not turning it on. Um, I I see what Stephanie's saying. I think they could have made a bigger hubbub about it outside of just saying, hey, look. We ain't got your data, so don't come. The the feds can't come to us looking for the data because we ain't got it. You know, I think they could have came out with a better way to roll this out to make to reassure people because people are not going to understand it. They could have watched the Apple event front to back. And then still, there's going to be confusion. Um, the the feds, they can they, they may can just press their it. luck. We, we've seen, yeah. you know. Uh, cases where criminals have had mm-hmm. they they found ways to backdoor people's phones and 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 data to get that to get at that encryption. So it's not like it can't get done. Just because right. Apple ain't gonna give it up doesn't mean it can't get get got acquired <laughs> some kind of way. So you know, like you really got to make that stuff crystal clear for people and 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 help people make an informed decision. Because because to Terrence's point, everybody ain't a tech expert. Everybody is not gonna understand that, and they're just going think oh apple's gonna keep my data safe and mm. and then start putting all this stuff out there and then once your phone gets subpoenaed or your watch gets subpoenaed and they done grab that you know that technology mm. from from that little you know department of defense contractor that's making stuff that can crack anything now you're going to jail for murder uh for for taking care of your own health so it's just so- yeah. Mm. So mm. just so folks understand where we're Slippery coming from, slope, Stephanie. Slippery I, Stephanie, I don't want to put uh, words into your mouth, but I'm just going to, you know, just get because this is what I would, uh, you know, uh, if anybody was asking me, would you put your data in here and, le- and let it get synced up? My answer, and I think your answer would be, oh, hell no. Hell is, no. Is, is, is the answer. So hell if anybody no. wonders where we're, we stand on this, nah, nah, son, that's nah, not son. happening. <laughs> Absolutely that is, not. That is not. That's Absolutely not happening. Not. Yes. I applaud the effort, but the rules have changed. <laughs> you yes. got to protect yes. yourself. It would have been different a year ago, you know, but not now. Not now. Yep. So that was the main feature for the Apple um, Series Eight. Uh, the, the Apple Watch Series Eight, which I think it's better. Uh, crash detection is now on the Apple Watch Series Eight. Um, I think it's better there on your wrist versus crash detection on your phone because in the video, 
Like, well, in the video, uh, they showed a, you know, simulation of a car crash and the car tipped over, the windshield bust out, all these other things happen. But your phone sitting on a little clip in connected to your HVAC, the phone didn't move at all. The phone just <laughs> stays, <laughs> stays still when in reality, the phone is getting thrown away from the vehicle. It's getting lodged under something. It's not going to be on your person. I would trust the crash detection on my wrist to where if I get in an accident or something happens or I'm immobilized to where I can't, if the phone is 20 feet away and I can't call nobody, you know, but something's wrong, I'm immobilized. You have a better shot to where you can reach to your wrist and say, Hey, I need help or send a message or to let somebody know that you've been in an accident. So I like the crash detection on built into the watch way more than the actual crash detection built on the phone. Um, I like I like the videos that they showed on you know for when 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 they brought the the watch up the videos they were showing there was the brother that actually fell into the hopper of his dump truck and he was able right. to use it. Right. There was the girl who was in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. And what did it do? It notified her grandmother and her grandmother right. called and said, Hey, baby, you all right? And she's like, No, call 911. We just literally crashed in this plane. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things are like, Oh, wow. That, that was so real life, real life scenarios real life of stuff. things that can actually happen. Another video they showed a guy who's a doctor was at a restaurant and somebody was choking. They had an episode or I think it was a stroke and they wasn't choking. He was had a stroke and he actually took his watch off his arm, put it on the person who was mm-hmm. having this medical condition. And the uh, watch was like, yo, <laughs> something's going on with old boy. Right. Y'all right. need to look into it. And actually, you know, gave his vitals, for lack of a better term, and helped him, um, you know, get the help that he needed. So, you know, Apple really uh, this, epi- um, this episode, this event really pushed safety, you know, mm-hmm. uh, really pushed. Hey, be careful, you know, out in these streets. But if you something happened, we got your back. Was Can pretty we much talk the whole about sentiment. the ultra though? Because right. I might have to get that. I'm just like that. John looked pretty nice. Right, it's right. Beautiful. So the Apple Watch, it's a beautiful the, watch. It's so a beautiful Apple. watch. I'm just like, and it's bigger. I like a big watch, and, and right. like, it, like there's no such thing as too big for me when it comes to to watch face size. So the idea that it's bigger. And with the battery life and with all the other little, yeah, I mean, I'm like, mm, I right. just got my SE like last year, but I, I, I might need the, I don't so know. So speaking of, the, speaking of the Apple Watch Series 8 and the SE, um, one of the, in my opinion, the maybe a negative to the Apple Watch Series 8 looks really looks no different than the Apple Watch Series 7. But if you are concerned about, hey, I want something that looks different. I want something that's bigger. I want something that's more sturdier. I want something that's more durable. Yada, yada, yada. Apple also announced the Apple Watch Ultra. It has a super durable screen. Number one is bigger. The screen on the Series 8 and pretty much all of them, the biggest one you can get is 45 millimeters, but this one has a 49 millimeter screen. The uh, case is bulkier. It has like this protective. Titanium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a titanium case. It has a flat sapphire front crystal that reveals the biggest and brightest Apple Watch display yet. Uh, The, the, they, I have no idea what nits are. 
But on the yeah, current Apple Watch, brightness. Yeah, it's a measure of brightness, but I don't know what that measurement is. But to, as a comparison, the Apple Watch Series 8 and even the iPhones, the new iPhone 14, the Pro and the Max are a thousand nits of brightness. The Apple Watch Ultra is 2000 nits of brightness. So I don't know what that means, but it's twice as bright um, as your best Apple Watch screen. So there's a guarantee is guaranteed if you're hiking on a mountain or climbing a mountain or deep sea diving or deep sea diving or you're in the desert and that sun is blazing, beating down on you. You can still see the screen on this Apple Watch Ultra. Uh, one thing, another thing that differentiates it from the regular Series 8 is it has the the crown, the digital crown, and it has the button that gives you like information, you know, go to the settings. But on the uh, left side of it, there's an additional button called an action button. And you can pretty much program this button to do anything. Start a run, start a dive. You can set it to uh, do a multitude of things. So this whole watch is geared toward this ultra athletic adventurer. Um, they, they, they've made it like a hundred meters of waterproof depth. So if you're a scuba diver, you can dive up to 100 meters deep and this thing is still going to work like you're on dry land. It's got all these extra complications. It has a night mode. Unlike the Apple Watch Series 8, they just have always on and it's either on or off. But this actually has an amber night mode to where if you're in the middle of nowhere and it's pitch black outside, you can still see this green, this screen because it switches over to a night mode. Another thing that it has, it, it has a an 86, I want to say 86, 86 decibel siren on the watch. So if you need to let somebody know where you are and you are immobilized, or scare off a bear, or scare off a bear <laughs> or some wolves or something, you know, that's, you know, I don't roll like that. I don't know too many people look like me that roll like that. But if you watch the news, there are people all over the country all the time getting stranded in the middle of nowhere. So that 86 decibel uh, siren may come in hand if you need to let somebody know where you are and deter somebody, you know, or an animal for where you're at. So um, it has some different like you like you mentioned, Rob, I think is what you were getting at. They have three new bands. There is a um, what's the name of these bands? It, it has a, a trail loop, an alpine loop. And an ocean band all have these unique features that made it get good for uh, whether you are um, risking the elements in the middle of nowhere, snow, sleet, sand, or if you're underwater, these bands supposedly, you know, can fit all of those situations. Again, uh, same thing with the Series 8 and the um, SE. Uh, they're available for pre-order today and they the Apple Watch Ultra is available Friday, September 23rd. The probably the surprising thing about the Apple Watch Ultra is it's not crazy expensive. Uh, only, yeah, it is. Well, no comparison <laughs> compared to what all the features that you get compared to that <laughs> com, compared to what most people pay for this type of functionality, like these Garmin watches mm-hmm. that do all these things. A lot of people assumed that this Apple Watch Ultra was going to be twelve. Fourteen, sixteen hundred dollars. It's only eight ninety nine. Now compare that to. Well, it starts at seven ninety nine. Actually, I'm, I'm sorry. Seven ninety nine. I said, yeah, I'm I said eight ninety nine. Right I'm sorry. That's that's my mistake. Seven ninety nine. Now you compare that to an Apple Watch Series Eight. If you get the titanium case, um, and you right. you know and you get the, the upgrades, right? You get all the you get GPS and cellular, which this 
There's no GPS or cellular option. You get GPS and cellular out the gate. There's no, well, I want the one with just GPS. You just get that. If you uh, price up one of the series eights, it gets to about $7.99. So yeah. the question is, if I'm going to spend $7.99 for an Apple Watch series eight, why not spend an extra hundred dollars and get all this extra functionality, whether I use it or not. Now, again, most people probably no, won't use all this functionality. <laughs> I just but like to, the watch, but I don't know if I'm And that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that this watch for a lot of people, most most people on earth won't be able to use all this functionality mm-hmm. to say, you know what? That justifies the price. <laughs> but people like to flex. <laughs> and this watch is definitely differentiate. You can definitely differentiate it. If you're just looking on somebody's arm it's to where flex. it's going to strike, it's yeah. going to strike up a conversation. They're going to be like, they can be like, Hey, um, that's that and new that, watch. Is that the new ultra? And, mm-hmm. and oh, oh, as a matter of fact, it is. And it's got this siren so on it. Walking around with my wrist like this. All the <laughs> right, time. right. Like, yeah, uh, I'd be like, yeah, you want to, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So this <laughs> all people day. who people, it's affordable enough to where people will buy this. Just for the flex, because it does look different. It's something brand new from uh, Apple, you know, versus like I mentioned, the past couple of watches look the same. So it's like, all right, well, why should I get the new one when the last year looks the same? Well, this looks different enough to be real. All right. This looks different. And I, I definitely want it. So um only other thing that Apple announced was the AirPods Pro Generation 2. And the difference with this one is um, it's got all the new stuff it's got. Um, it's got, um, personalized spatial audio to where you put them in your ear and it measures your ear using speakers and microphones to where it gives you a personalized audio experience. It has two times more active noise cancellation. So when you turn on the noise cancellation, less sound gets through. But if you turn on the transparency mode, it has a special trick to where if you're walking and you have the transparency mode on, and for those who don't know, transparency mode will let sound in to where it's almost like amplifying the sound around you. But if you're out somewhere and there's a loud thing happening, like uh, I think in the video for the Apple event, they, um, they, they showed a video of a lady walking in the alley and there was a construction dude with a jackhammer. The transparency mode will automatically filter out those abrupt, loud sounds, but still let stuff in. So it's almost like it's doing a little bit of both. It's active noise cancellation for super loud sounds, but a regular sounds like somebody talking, you know, maybe, you know, anything else. It'll let that stuff through. Um, another thing with the case, the case has a microphone on it to where now if you lose your AirPods or you lose the AirPods Pro case, you can actually use Find My. I and thought that actually, was a feature. It will actually emit a sound from the case because right now, if you lose these, the sound only comes from these. The sound doesn't come from the case. Mm-hmm. So if you lose the headphones and the case with the AirPods Generation 2, it'll emit a sound from the case that where you can actually locate it. And in addition to that, um, same thing with the AirTags, you know. Um, with AirTags, if you put that on your luggage and you get close, it'll have that same little navigation thing to where it'll kind of right. point to where it is. Well, the Apple AirPods Pro, thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the AirPods Pro case uh, does the same thing. Cool thing about this is it's same price as the AirPod Generation One. So what I keep mentioning about the price is because Apple in none of these devices raised the price. 
when everybody and a mama is raising the cost of everything because of inflation, chip shortages, supply chain shortages, inflation, yada, 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 all these reasons, recession, whatever you want to call it. All these reasons why all these companies are raising the price of everything. Apple was like, eh, you know what? We ain't going to do our people like that. We're going to keep it the same price. And in one case with the Apple Watch SE, which is something new that came out this year, uh, they reduced the price of about $30. So, yeah, I just wanted to uh, put that extra shot out that Apple actually kept everything in the same price, if not made it a little bit cheaper. I think mm-hmm. Apple and Samsung, they learned that lesson back in 2020 when they jacked the price up of the uh, of the uh, Pro Max uh, where it was well over a thousand dollars, like thirteen hundred dollars or something like that, and I know that mm-hmm. the uh, uh, um, Samsung on their Ultra, uh, on their um, you know uh, Galaxy S twenty Ultra, um, I want to say it was like fourteen hundred dollars or something like that, mm-hmm. and nobody bought them. <laughs> you know, basically, right. I, I just hang on to this another year, and then maybe I can afford to get that. And Apple said, nah. That didn't work out quite right. Let's go back to these reasonably priced uh, high-end phones and, 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 and keep it pushing. So I was glad to see that these things didn't get jacked way up because I knew I was going to get one. Uh, yep. They kept them the same price. Uh, the only other thing Apple announced, uh, iPhone iOS 16 launched today. So it's got all the new features, get the customized lock screen, got the send and unsend text messages. That's a good all those Yeah. Let me ask the, you though, why right. do I care about always on? I, Cause I can't figure out why I care about that. Why I would want to care about that as a feature or why I, why do I want my phone always on? That's the other thing. Like, you know, I, I know think just out a way to sort of, you know, maximize battery life versus display, uh, whatever. But like, why do I want always on? Um, maybe some people that use their phone, they put it as a dock or I don't, you can't see what I'm doing here. Say they've got a desk, desk, um, cradle or something. Mm -hmm. They use that as their regular, uh, clock, uh, maybe desk. They put it on their nightstand and they don't want to have to reach over. Like what I have to do is in at night, I have to reach over and kind of bang my table and that sends a vibration to turn my screen on. Um, Outside of that, just keeping up with what everybody else is doing, you know, Android, some other devices have always on displays. Apple has really with this phone, they said, okay, well, we can give you the same battery life with an extra feature. Now, whether or not you use this always on feature or not, that's on you. But if you use it, you're not you don't have to you don't have to say, okay, well, how's this going to impact my battery? Because Apple's saying it ain't. This is one of the ones or one of the things that everybody said, oh, Samsung had this for years. Now Apple's copying. Well, here's why they're copying. So on my phone right here, you know, I'm showing to you guys, you can see it. Uh, I have always on. I actually have a Samsung fast charger that I just set my phone on and it becomes a clock. It becomes my notifications. It, they're just there. They're, they're just turned on. So I, I leave in, in my house. I leave that thing turned on. There's probably enough people who have seen that on Samsung devices or other Android devices and said that is cool to where Apple, like Terrence just said, if we can do it and not cost battery, why not? You know, if people like it, it's another thing to keep them using our platform. And it's not all. And it's not always on in the full brightness. It kind of dims everything to where you get way dim. 
Yeah, um, but yeah. like I said, it's just it's just always when I always look at it, and I can always you know I, I can't yeah. see when I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see nothing. But it like night if I have it sitting on a nightstand, if I could see it, it, it would tell me what time it was without having to you know look over you know across the you know across the other side of the room to see the alarm clock. So. I get it. I mean, I guess, you know, because it's I, more, I, because I don't ever, I don't have any notifications enabled. So I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to them when I get to them. Um, and, and the, 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 the two times a day I need to check time, you know, I, I'll just pick my phone up. I, just, I was just like, why, why, what is, what is the allure? Uh, um, allure, uh, is, is definitely more visible on the watch because before yeah. always on display for the watch, you had to, tap your wrist or turn I, no, I would want it for my watch because I do yeah. find myself because I mean I have raised awake but it that don't always work it don't always you, know you that my, my wrist went, and I end up doing that a lot of time, <laughs> like, my wrist trying to get the watch to come on and then I end yeah. up just, well, let me just tap the screen I yeah. would use that that is that is a reason I would use an always on functionality on a watch as opposed to a phone yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Like I said, a couple other features with iOS 16, you can messages if you use the uh, send and unsend, the edit messages, that feature. And with mail, uh, if you use the default mail app for iPhone, you can schedule messages. Like if you type out a message at 12 in the morning, you don't want it to, to hit their inbox till 8 a.m. You can type that message up and do the scheduled delivery and you can do snooze. I call it snooze. Uh, to where if you get a, 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 a email and you really don't want to deal with it right now, but you do want a reminder, Hey, I need to deal with this. You can do a scheduled delivery to where you can set it. Okay. Well, notify me again in an hour or two hours later tonight or whatever the case may be. Um, and, um, but a lot of features that I wanted specifically in iOS 16, uh, were delayed, like the uh, live activities. I call them the live tiles for those Windows phone folks. To where that feature was delayed, uh, shared libraries, shared iCloud libraries to where me and my family, if we all take pictures on a trip, mm-hmm. we don't have to share or text message each other the Airdrop. images. We can uh, select to upload them to the shared library that we all have access to, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, it was a couple other features, but, um, surprise and I, iPad OS 16 has also been delayed. Uh, so that didn't drop today. You got to wait till later on, if not next month, to get iPad OS 16 that has the um, stage manager. So the better no, um, multitasking for mm-hmm. iPad OS. But like I said, if you have an iPhone and you want the new brand spanking new iOS 16 with all those new features, the the customizable lock screen, I think, is what most people are going to play around with that is available today. Nice. So. I think the last thing that we should say about uh, the iPhone is that it's now number one in the United States. It That's is, crazy. Uh, it has actually got in front of Android. A lot of people don't know that because everywhere you look, you see people with iPhones. But it wasn't until uh, the quarter ending in June that they actually have taken the number one spot in the United States to where they now have over 50% market share um, in the U.S. And that's crazy because Android it's just an operating system. Any manufacturer can build a phone with it. And most of them have from HTC to Google has their own. Samsung is the most popular one, but you know, Facebook at one time tried it. If you go overseas, you got all these Zomni, Huawei, Huawei, you know, anybody can use Android and make a phone. Anybody with the technical savvy. There's hundreds of different 
manufacturers to make Android. Exactly. So, so the fact that Apple actually in the U.S., of course, Apple passed them in market share. That's a that's a pretty big feat. It is, and it and it should speak to, um, you know, design and and quality and and all. I mean, you know, no shade against. Sam- I mean, Samsung makes some awesome phones, but um, I mean, there's just something about iPhone. I don't know. <laughs> Samsung makes awesome phones. Um, the Pixel, the six and the six A, are pretty yeah. good. They're mm-hmm. they're pretty good, but really everybody else they are playing second fiddle like there's yeah. there's really no other phone like you, you can put the highest end samsung up against the highest end um you know um apple device mm-hmm. and it's usually well which one came out most recently right. um so the iphone 14 is out now it just jumped ahead ahead of the galaxy s22 the s23 comes out next year it'll probably have a couple features it'll jump it back but those are really the only ones that are doing that everybody else is is truly playing second fiddle to uh you know to apple and, and, I, and I am a diehard <laughs> yeah i'm a diehard android fan yeah, there's but, a couple of them out there oppo um oneplus uh mm-hmm. like we already mentioned google samsung um, there's a bunch of other ones, but like I said, you know, you have to be, uh, that, that new phone, the nothing phone back with the light the up. No, you have yeah. to be you gotta, in the know. You got to be really, a fan. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have to be a fan. So what, what do people, everybody knows iPhone. Everybody knows Samsung. You probably, most people have heard of Motorola, but beyond those three companies, who else makes phones in the United States? Most mm-hmm. people aren't, they just don't have any awareness of it because, uh, you know, once you get past Samsung, at least here in the States, it gets so diluted with just everybody has, uh, you know, something now. Um, mm-hmm. well, I didn't even know that these, yeah, I didn't even know they made phones. And then you um, think you about know. what, what the carriers offer as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I ain't seen no OnePlus at, at the AT&T store lately. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, that has, I think that has a lot to do mm-hmm. with it as well because most people are, either with AT&T, Verizon, t but like, you know, what's available with your carrier also has a lot to do with, um, you know, your, your options. And, and here's another thing, you know, there, there are like Terrence's and the Stephanie's of the world. Y'all are going to go get your new iPhone as soon as that joint comes out. There's no question about that, but there's a lot of folks that, Oh, I can, you know, I can go get me the iPhone 11 now and they'll be completely happy with it because what do you get on iPhone 11? As of today, you can download the latest operating system on it. So today you may have functionality that your phone just doesn't have because there are pieces and parts in your phone that, uh, you know, that come in an iPhone 14 and don't come in your phone. But as far as the operating system is concerned, you're using today what the person who's going to get an iPhone 14 is using. Well, not today when they're using on the 26th. Um, that is not the case. It's not even close to the case, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, with Android. I have the flagship Android phone. I won't get the new version of Android. It's, you know, um, it, it'll probably be, you know, four months, six months after it comes out before mm-hmm. I actually get it. And that's on the high end phone. You start talking about some of these mid range phones. It could take a year or more before you actually start seeing the operating systems, yeah, uh, you know, crazy. you know, get updated. So that's where the problem has always been for, uh, you know, for Android users. It, it's just been one of those things to where, you know, there's a, you know, a large, se- you know, segment of the populace that's going to go into and say, I want the cheapest smartphone you got. And that's always running Android. And it's like now it's not necessarily so you can get some pretty inexpensive iPhones 
in stores. You're just not getting the 14. You might be getting an 11. You might be getting, you know, a 10 R or something like that. Once again, it's that, that is four years back, but it runs today's operating system. And as long as it smells and looks brand new to you, it smells and looks brand new to you. Can't say that with Android. So, um, so Terrence, I'm glad you, uh, walked us through all that. Um, we called it. We didn't need to have any additional stories. Uh, you know, this is actually even a long show for us. Is there anything else that we want to talk about as far as, uh, Apple devices are concerned or do we, do we hit everything? I think we hit everything. There's a, a announcement coming in October, uh, when Apple is suspected to launch the new Macs. So, uh, maybe a, a ramped up with, uh, MacBook Pro with the, M1, M2 Ultra, whatever the new hottest uh, Apple Silicon, they're going to launch, suspected to launch, alleged to launch new MacBook Pros, maybe a new Mac Mini, maybe the um, VR, AR headset or glasses. Nobody knows if Apple's going to announce like some augmented reality frames with a prescription or they're going to do the full on augmented reality new you know uh headset so uh those are rumored to come out uh we don't know if those are going to come out this year or next year if they do come out this year it'll be during that october event next month when uh maybe the um ipad os will actually be released ipad os 16 rather all right, so we'll definitely hit those items uh, when they do get announced or, or when they get released. I ain't got the wallet for those, Jack. I just spent all my money <laughs> a yeah, couple say, days ago. You're so. saying that now, but let a new joint come out. You go, you uh, go, you'll find a way. You'll be selling. Some. If if Apple had, if Apple comes out with like the augmented reality glass, kind of like Google Glass, but like you can actually get a prescription and they look like regular glasses, but they overlay information. Like if I'm looking for directions, if I want to read a message, you know, whatever the case may be, those may attract me. If Apple comes out with the augmented reality headset thing, I'm a pass. Cause I ain't, I, I, I don't, don't even use my Oculus like that. I, so I, I definitely wouldn't, yet. I definitely yeah. wouldn't get a headset at yeah. all. All right, y'all. Um, that was a good wrap up of, you know, you know, good rundown of everything that Apple had had out. But we are at the end of the show. So one of the things that we always do at the end of the show that we usually do at the end of the show is we talk about our patrons. So we have a couple new patrons. Um, so I want to give a shout out to Roz Handlin and Amber Elstad. I also want to shout out uh, Charles Hall, who is listening to us right now um, in oh. the uh, in, in our live stream, because I was just messing around with some stuff on Patreon um, and some stuff in our discord. It actually created a new tier. Saray hit me up about the new tier or about you know what I was doing with tiers, probably 15, 20 minutes after I did it. And then Charles is already, I wasn't even expecting that this was going to happen. I didn't realize I made it live yet. He didn't already signed up for the new tier. So he's actually giving us a raise to our new tier in Patreon. So I definitely wanted to give a, a shout out to uh, Charles Hall, to Roz Handlin, and to Amber Elstad. Thank you for supporting the Tech John. Appreciate you. So with that, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks how they can get at you? You can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph. And you can find me on the internet as well as Brother Techis, B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And I am on all things at Rob Dunwood. And also we are on all things at The Tech John, The Tech J-A-W-N. 
So until we meet again in a week's time, peace. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.